Welcome to the Teacher Fit Podcast. We are so fortunate today to have Mrs. Pamela Davis on the show, who has had an amazing lifestyle transformation that has led to her losing over 160 pounds. We talk about how she got started, what led to this lifestyle change, and then her finding her why and motivation to continue to push, continue to work hard, and see herself through this complete lifestyle transformation. She also gives us some tips on if you're in a similar position, how you can get started, and she also offers her help to anyone that needs help, that needs motivation, that needs accountability, that might be in a similar position to her. Make sure you listen to the whole episode. I appreciate you listening, and be sure to follow Pamela and the Teacher Fit Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Teacher Fit Podcast. I am super excited to have you guys on the show today, listening in for a great inspirational story. We're fortunate enough to have Pamela Davis, who is a longtime teacher, mother, hard worker, who has an amazing lifestyle transformation story that she's here to share with us to inspire you and hopefully help some of you that may be stuck in a similar place that she was uh, get out of that and understand that you can do it as well. So Pamela, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Like I remember when I started my journey watching podcasts similar to this and thinking maybe that will be me someday. And here we are. So thank you. Yeah, it's it's great to have um, teachers and ladies just like you come on the show, and I just find that you're so inspirational because you are busy being a teacher, being a parent, but you still found time to value yourself and you know take care of yourself enough to just change your life 100%. And now again, you're being that inspiration for others, so it's so powerful. Thank you. Yeah, it's you know when I started this whole journey, I remember thinking like, how am I going to find time? For me, because when you decide to focus on your health at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. You're finding time for yourself. Right. You're saying, forget about everything else going in my, on in my life. This is my time for me. And you almost feel selfish in a way, if that makes sense. You feel selfish for making that decision. Um, even though in the long run, it's kind of a decision you have to make. You right. almost have to put yourself in that selfish mindset in the beginning, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think a lot of people, women specifically, get caught up in the fact that they are just such a servant. They have such a servant heart, especially in the education space where I'm serving my students, I'm serving my children, I'm serving my family all day. And I'm not going to take that 30 minutes, that 45 minutes to myself because that's going to take from everyone else. And what part of our mission is that Teacher Fit, and I think you will support this 100%, is that if you do take that 30%, 30 minutes, an hour, the better you are going to be when you're giving to everyone else. And I think that's the, the bottom line. And that's kind of where you have to get in your mind. You have to get to the point of, okay, my selfishness in the long run is going to pay off because yes, I'm a teacher. So I want to serve my students and my families. Yes, I'm a mom. I want to serve my kiddos. Right. But if I'm not healthy and I'm not around, I can't help them. So I need to be selfish in order to serve them in the long run. Correct. And the healthier we are, the easier everything else becomes, you know, in, in everyday life, not to mention our work and our family. Exactly. 
So before we get into all the health journey stuff, tell me kind of the history of yourself in education. How long have you been teaching? What do you teach? Where do you teach? Just so other teachers that are listening, obviously this is a teacher fit, know kind of where you work, what you do, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I actually have been teaching for, oh gosh, 16 years, which is funny because I'm only 21, you know. Right, but, right. Um, <laughs> weird, weird number, how those numbers work. Exactly. But I taught pre-K for 11 years, and I just finished my fifth year in kindergarten. Okay. Um, for the last several years, I was in Southside ISD, um, and I actually just got a new job in a new district, Northeast ISD, which I will be starting this upcoming school year. So I'm yes. super excited about that. Um, new team, new families, new students, new population of kiddos, new administrators. Um, I'm still going to be doing kindergarten. Uh, my degree's in early childhood, so okay. the babies is kind of where my heart is. I like the little ones. Um, I like that they still really need that more nurturing scent during the day to kind of balance out the academics. Um, so I'm excited. Like, great administrator, a principal I worked with years ago. I'm kind of going back to working under him, and he's a true leader, so I'm very excited about that. I feel like I have a lot of learn, a lot of room to learn and grow. Um, so yeah, just been teaching for forever. And it's funny, like you almost feel like teaching for so long that things are going to calm down and it's going to become second nature. And right. like, next year, I don't need to do this and this and this because it's already done. But the next year comes and either they throw changes at you or you throw changes at yourself and you're like, well, this didn't work. So let me tweak it. Or, you know, students change and grow over the years and kids today right. aren't what they were 10 years ago. So like your brain is always moving and going a hundred miles a minute. Um, but I love teaching and, you know, kind of been thrown in my ear that I should look into being an administrator at some point, but I like the kids. I don't really want to work with the grownups so much. Yeah, nobody wants, <laughs> nobody wants to work with grownups. <laughs> no, not at all. So yeah, I've been teaching for quite a while. I love it. Okay. So tell me, uh, where did kind of health, your health journey start? Were you an athlete as a child? Did you go through issues when you were growing up? And kind of how did everything kick off? Where were you when your big kind of lifestyle change occurred? Um, honestly, my entire life, I was the overweight girl, pretty much. From the time I was a child, weight was an issue. Um, food was always a comfort. You know, food was how you celebrated a graduation. Food was right. how you mourned people in death. Food was food was everything. Um, came from a family um, who struggled with obesity, both grandfathers on both sides. I mean, morbidly obese. We're talking three, over 350 pounds. Um, you know, parents both overweight. My dad had the gastric bypass several years ago to try to help with his weight. Um, just it ran in the genetics. So there was kind of no really getting around it for the most part, or at least that's what I told myself. Um, I would tell myself it's in your genes. You know, basically it doesn't matter what you do, your eating habits, it's in your genes. You're going to be overweight. So if you want to use food as a comfort, that's kind of how I justified it to myself, I guess. Um, but I was overweight my whole life, you know, early childhood, high school, college, um, it would go to varying degrees of being overweight, but I was pretty much always in the morbidly obese category. Um, after I had my second child, my son, who's 10, um, 
I just kind of ran with it and thought, you know, this is your life. You will always be the overweight person. So just deal with it and enjoy life and eat what you like. And again, use that food as a comfort to celebrate things. And then um, March a year ago, uh, so March 2018, um, there's a photo, and I'm sure you've seen it on my Facebook, of me in a Spurs shirt. Um, I'm an avid Spurs junkie, Spurs fan, love my Spurs when there's a tie. Um, and there was a Spurs mural here in San Antonio where I live. And my daughter, we stopped to take a picture near it. And I don't know what it was, but that photo, when we pulled away, I looked at that picture and I was just, I hate to say it, I was disgusted with myself. I just, something in that picture connected with me and I just looked at it and thought, how did I get to this point? How did I get here? I was tired all the time. I mean, you know, I'm pretty ADHD anyway. I think you kind of have to be to be a teacher. Right. But it wasn't like it used to be. I had no energy. My own two kids wanted to do things and I didn't have energy to do things with them. And I just looked at that picture and I just, I kind of reflected on how, what got me here. So fast forward, we pulled away. Um, and I went home that day and I said, I've got to stop. I've got to stop. That was on a Saturday. So I went home and I said, okay, you know, everybody tells themselves on Monday, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to start. Right, right, right. So I went home and I told myself on Monday, I'm going to start like I had a million times over. So Monday got there. I woke up that morning. I weighed myself. I took out my phone and I still have it in my notepad of my phone. I logged the date. I logged my weight and I said, I'm done. I'm done. So from that point on, I started just looking at my eating habits and making a conscious decision to work out as many times as I could a week. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you talk about being a teacher and mom and juggling all those servant positions. When I started working out, it took me over an hour to walk a mile. I mean, we're talking, I was big and I was yeah. exhausted. Um, and so I tell people, my favorite thing to tell people in my journey is one meal at a time, one workout at a time, one pound at a time. I was almost 300 pounds. And I look back now and I remember thinking like, okay, I'd like to lose like 150 pounds. And that sounds like a lot. And it's so overwhelming that it almost makes you want to tell yourself, I can't do that. That's an unrealistic goal. Right. Um, and so honestly, my working out started at recess. We had a 15-minute recess in the afternoon. We only had one recess a day, and it was 15 minutes. And I told myself, goal for the first week, I'm going to walk the entire 15 minutes of recess. Instead of standing there and, you know, venting about administrators and what else, the chaos ensuing in our teacher world, I'm going to walk. Our playground was in a circle, and I said, I'm going to walk the playground in circles during recess for 15 minutes. And that's how my working out started. I worked, I walked at recess every single day. I love that because that's a message that I'm trying to get to people that you don't have to have this huge, robust plan of I need this program and that program and these supplements and that supplements. You just need to start taking small action each day. If it's walking 10 minutes, if it's walking 15 minutes at recess, that building that momentum and starting that snowball effect, like you said, one meal at a time, 
one day at a time, one workout at a time, one pound at a time, over time that adds up and building that lifestyle surrounded around that philosophy like you did is what gets real change. And before we get into more specifics, I want to revisit a couple things. I think there's some valuable points that you can bring to a lot of people. The first one was from when you were growing up and you adopted that mindset of, you know, this is hereditary. There's nothing I can do about it. And that kind of carried over to when you were an adult as well. Like, ah, oh, this is just who I am. Can you kind of revisit and tell me, did that come from maybe your parents sharing that with you? Or did it come from just society? Or kind of where do you think that thought process of like, you know, I think a lot of stuff. that is from society, honestly. I mean, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think it's, it's society. It is your family. Like if you grew up with a family that food is kind of everything, it's the hub of everything you do, you know, that good Southern comfort food. And it's, you know, you see, and it's not even your family putting those thoughts in your head. It's your own perception. Seeing that your grandfathers were both severely overweight, you know, aunts and uncles struggle with their weight. And we'll tell you they do. Your parents struggle with their weight. It's not them ingraining it in your head. It's your own perception seeing that and, oh, well, they're all overweight. So it's in my genes. You know, it's not anything anybody told me. It's just I think a lot of it has to go back to your own soul and you justifying your bad behaviors, if that makes sense. And when you made the change, did you get any – uh, negative feedback from family or maybe friends who had been part of that lifestyle with you that would, you know, eat to celebrate everything. And when you're like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to eat something healthy. Was there negative feedback with that? You know, I don't know if I would call it negative um, per se. I'm very blessed. I have the most supportive family and friends and everybody's been nothing but positive, but socially, when you switch over to healthy eating, Mm -hmm. there are some drawbacks that come to that because again, you celebrate everything with food. Well, some people do drugs, some people smoke, some people drink. My drug of choice is junk food. We're talking greasy burgers and chicken fried steak and those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And for me, because food is my drug, I, for a long time, when I started this journey a little over a year ago, I could not go out and eat with friends or family because I was not mentally in the point where I could go and make healthy choices. If I go with you to Chili's, I'm going to get the chicken fried steak or the, or the burger or whatever. You know, if I go with you to wherever I'm going to get the pancakes and the bacon and the, I was not mentally in a mindset where I could go and get the healthy choices on the menu. So socially I kind of just had to, cut myself off. It was okay. Well, we're going to go out and eat and celebrate this. Okay. Well, I'll meet you guys afterwards. Yeah. That's powerful because just like any drug or alcohol or any other addiction, what a lot of people don't realize I think is that you have to remove yourself from those temptations. And if you're not willing to sacrifice those meals out, if you're not willing to sacrifice those those late nights where you can't get up in the morning and do something active and healthy. If you're not willing to make those sacrifices, this journey is going to be much harder. So hearing you say I had to make these sacrifices, I think is something that everyone needs to hear. If you want, you want results, Mm -hmm. you want to to lose these pounds. You want to feel a certain way. You want to look a, a certain way. But with that, 
comes sacrifice and hearing you, you know, yeah, affirm that I think is very powerful. And like I said, nobody was really negative about it. I mean, you know, they do kind of poke at you a little, like, come on, like go with us. Like you never go anywhere anymore. And I wouldn't call it that they're being negative. They just, I'm sure that they missed that time with me, but they also understood that for me mentally, I can't go there yet. Eventually I got to a place where I could and I could make healthy choices when I went, but it took a long, I mean, it took me over a year. I just recently got where I could go and be okay with ordering the healthy thing on the menu because, and I know it sounds crazy to some people, they don't understand it, but the first time before I got to that healthier place where I was mentally healthy, I mean, I would go out and eat and I would order my salad and I would see everybody else eating junk food and you're almost bitter and angry. It's like, why can you eat that? Why can you eat that and not gain a pound? Or why can you eat that and mentally be okay that it's making you gain a pound? Like you almost get, I, I know it sounds crazy to people, but you almost get really angry like, and bitter at the fact that they're enjoying these unhealthy meals and you can't. So you have to mentally get yourself to a place where you let go of that anger and you say, it's not that I'm giving something up. It's that I'm gaining something. Right. And that, and it's all mindset. And I, I just finished, you know, giving a big presentation on our, our nutrition philosophy for teacher fit. And number one, before we do anything else is, are you ready to actually make a change? Are you mentally ready to take the step to make sacrifices, to adjust your lifestyle, to meet the needs, to meet your goals? And if you're not, there's really no point in moving forward because it's it's just it's gonna be super hard. You know, a lot of people think the working out piece is the hard part, but the nutrition is the by far the hardest part. So because honestly, to, when I started, it was nutrition, 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 nutrition. Yeah, I mean, you can without in without changing anything as far as activity, and I'm a huge proponent of activity and combining the two, obviously. But you can lose a massive amount of weight by just changing changing your nutrition habits, just you know eating real food, watching the amount of calories that go into your body, drinking enough water, all these little things that we can do to start this process. So talk to me about you start walking at recess. Talk to me about the the, the, the early results that you saw, and then how you continued to push through and move forward. Um, honestly, like I said, it kind of goes back to what you were just saying about the big part of it being nutrition. When I started, my energy level was completely depleted. I was a mom. I was a teacher. I had no energy. Walking at recess exhausted me. I mean, we live in Texas. It's hot towards the end of the school year. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I just watched everything I ate. You know, I get upset when people are like a cheat meal, a cheat meal, because I tell myself, Yes, it's a cheat meal, but I'm really just cheating myself. I'm cheating my goals. I'm cheating my end goal where I want to be. Um, so you can ask the people who know me. There was no such thing as a cheat meal in my world. Because if I cheat, I'm basically undoing everything that I just did. And I just was not mentally again in a place. It's all a mental game. It's all in your head. I was not in a place where I could do it. So I started walking at recess. Um, and then I have a couple of best friends who have kind of, you know, following my health journey and we're trying to get healthier themselves and so we would meet up on the weekends and go walk we would start at a mile then two miles and we would walk three miles um no jogging by any means mind you just walking but you know it's something it's physical movement 
um, again, it's getting yourself back to that selfish place of, I need to do this for me in order to help others. Um, still trying to balance the nutrition. Um, and it's funny, like, you know, you talk about being bitter that they can have all those unhealthy things that are so good, but you almost notice if you stick with it, well, I did anyway, that your taste buds start to change. So it was like, where this girl who was craving the chicken fried steak before, I'm craving weird things like Brussels sprouts and asparagus. And it's like, who is this person? Like, I don't know you. You're so strange. Like, why are you craving these things? But being a teacher, I know that, you know, we all know research shows you have to expose children to things repeatedly to kind of shift their mindset. Well, we're basically like little five-year-olds in our mind. Like, I have to eat the Brussels sprouts 50 times, and now I crave Brussels sprouts. Like, who knew? Like, look what happened. Um, so just being very consistent with my eating. Um, you know as well as I do, being a teacher, you walk in the break room, and it's teacher appreciation week. No, donuts today, and cakes today, and pizza today. And, you know, it's it goes back to that bitter mindset in the beginning where you're in the break room and everybody's eating unhealthy things for teacher appreciation and they're busting your chops because you're like, Nope, I don't want any. Right. Nope. I don't want any. Oh, well she thinks she's too good for our donuts. And so you kind of have to just play with it and say, yeah, I am too good for your donuts, you know, like, and then you get to a point where people are noticing your weight loss and they're commenting, wow, what are you doing? Tell me what you're doing. I want to do it. And I think that for me, having that servant heart was the most impactful. When people started noticing it and commenting on it, that made my drive bigger because, well, they said they noticed. So let me lose another 10 and see if they notice. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a huge thing that can drive success is that or that transition of people who are like, oh, just have the donut, just have the donut. And all of a sudden they go from that to oh, I've noticed you've lost a lot of weight. Like, what are you doing? Like, oh, remember, I, I'm not doing the donuts. <laughs> not touching the donuts. Right. And then they go from that to, hey, will you help me? And then obviously being a teacher and being that servant heart, that's where you can really get motivated, not only helping yourself, but helping others. And that's, that's an amazing thing. So talk me through, it's been a year uh, as of March, it's now June. Kind of what results have you seen and what are you doing now to continue to maintain this lifestyle? Um, well, you know, there's been bumps in the road. Obviously, anybody who's who's going through that weight loss process, you have those moments where you almost start to regress or you think you're going to regress and, you know, you start craving those unhealthy things again and you get those thoughts in your head, you know, and you've got the good food and the bad food battling on your shoulders um, so I started in March. By about August, I was down a good 80 pounds or so by August. So just between March and August, I mean, pretty much diet and walking because I still couldn't really work out strenuously at that point. I was down about 80 pounds. Um, in August, a girl that I went to high school with, I mean, we kind of ran in the same circles here or there, nothing crazy, um, posted on Facebook that she was in need of a kidney. Um, and I had always liked organ donation. I thought it was interesting, but, you know, being the overweight girl my whole life, it was not feasible for me. Um, but I was down 80 pounds, so I thought, okay, like, we'll see what happens. So I went in and I got tested. Long story short, I was a match for her, um, but they said they needed me to lose more weight. 
I mean, I was almost 300 pounds. I had lost 80 at that point, which was great. 80 is great. But, you know, to donate an organ to someone, you have to be in a pretty good state of health yourself. Um, so they said, you're a match, but we need you to lose more weight. And so, you know, I tell everybody when it comes to losing weight, you kind of have to find your why. Um, in the beginning, I really didn't have a why other than I was disgusted of myself in that one picture. That one picture my daughter took disgusted me, but that's not really a why. I thought, just let me go on this journey and maybe my why will pop up later. So when they said, we need you to lose some more weight to do this, I thought, this is my why. You know, 80 pounds down, my why came late but it came and I thought, okay, let's kick this into gear. So I, um, at our beginning of year teacher orientation for the district, Camp Gladiator was there and they were registering and I thought, huh, I'll try it. It's a month, you know, they're running a special. Let's do it. I'm probably going to die trying to do this workout, but we'll do it anyway, whatever. And so I started CG and, you know, I was a hot mess. I was out of breath. I couldn't lift the five pound dumbbell. I was, here I thought I was big and bad, had lost 80 pounds, and then you go there and it like kicks you right back down. And I think part of your weight loss journey is you have to tell yourself that every challenge, every bump in the road is going to be hard, but it's one step closer to your goal. Absolutely. And so I stuck with Camp Gladiator, and then a couple months after that, I joined Planet Fitness and then joined the gym, and I was kind of balancing both. Um, and then it became not just about the weight loss about, Oh wow. Like I have biceps. Where did those come from? And these muscles, like I, there's these muscle things. I've never seen these, like whose <laughs> arms are these? You look in the mirror and they look like they belong to a stranger. And um, fast forward to December. Um, I had lost gosh, like 130 pounds at that point from March to December. Um, we got cleared for surgery. I donated a kidney to her. Um, she's doing amazing. Um, and now we are a year and a few months later, and I am down 167 pounds at this point. Wow, amazing. Congratulations. Um, and I still have those thoughts in my head. My trainer gets so upset with me, and she's just like, you know, I'm like, I want to be this size, and I want to be this weight. And she's like, you don't have any more weight left to lose. Like, you know, obviously being that overweight, there's skin issues that I would like to get removed, but you know, I'm a teacher. I got to buy expo markers and copy paper. Right. Um, but I just, every day is still a battle and I just have to tell myself, don't let that loose skin define who I am. I'm healthier. I'm stronger. You know, just, I, my goal is to try to inspire others to get their health back the way that I did. You're, that is such an inspiring story. And I love, you finding your why maybe you had your why maybe it was only skin deep when you first started but then finding that just deeper purpose uh in the middle of your journey and then allowing that to carry you through all the way to 160 plus pounds it's just an amazing story that i think will just inspire so many people so i appreciate mm -hmm. you sharing that can you give me your top three tips to share with teachers who maybe have always been overweight, like, like you had have experienced and they just, maybe they're still in that mindset of, I, I don't think I can do this. This is, this is who I am. Honestly, first tip would be pace yourself. Like I said earlier, one pound at a time, one workout at a time, one meal at a time. 
if food is something that you struggle with, you literally have to take it. Sometimes even a, there's days I have to take it a bite at a time. It's like I go to the fridge and I reach for something and, okay, wait, no, don't put that in your mouth. Put it back in the fridge, set it down and walk away. Um, if you have to do it one bite at a time, do it one bite at a time. Um, there are certain workouts where you've had a long day at school and you had 23 kindergartners that made you just want to pull your hair out of your head and you just think, oh, I don't want to go to that workout. I want to go home and Netflix it and do nothing. Go to the workout. If you have to chunk that workout and every little section of it, make it happen. So tip number one is just, we tell, we tell us, you know, all the time, chunk assignments for kids, chunk assignments for yourself, break apart your meal, break apart your day and, you know, work yourself through it mentally. Um, another tip I would say is to start small. He said, I started at recess and it's funny, you know, I tell everybody, we're always modeling for kids more than we even realize. And so I started my working out walking at recess and I kid you not four or five days into my walking at recess, the other teachers thought it was hilarious. A few days in some of the kids started noticing what I was doing that I was walking and they would come ask me, what are you doing this day? And I'd say I'm walking and I kid you not a week into it. I had a trail of little ducks following me around the circle, the perimeter of the playground walking at recess. And every day I had the same group of little ducks and they would kind of get bored and go run and play, but then they would come back, meander back and they would follow me around the playground every day. And I would have parents come up to me and, you know, in the hallways and say, Oh, so-and-so told me you're walking at recess and he was giggling saying they were following you. And you said they were your little ducklings and you've lost so much weight. You're doing so good. And so the kids go home and talk about it, which is really cool. So start small, start at recess. Yeah, that's a the epitome of what we're trying to do with Teacher Fit is that my my little quote or saying is impact through example. Mm -hmm. And whether you believe it or not, you are influencing the students so much just by your actions, just by your presence, just by the lifestyle that you're living. And you changing your life and walking at recess has now possibly influenced a young person who didn't know that walking could help you keep healthy or maybe they were struggling with weight loss or maybe they will in the future. And them seeing you and be able to think back is so powerful. Like you setting that example is exactly what we're all about. So I love and You know, that. it's funny at the, be the, the beginning of the year, you know, kids always bring you gifts, random donuts or cupcakes or whatever. The beginning of the year I was getting like donuts. And then it would kind of filter down. And by like the end of like the end of May, end of your gifts and things, I was having kids bring me boxes of granola bars and baskets of fruit. And, you know, you're not just shifting your mindset, you're shifting other people's mindsets. Yep. I love it. Well, I really appreciate your time. You have a, such an inspirational story. I think you're going to inspire so many people. I'm going to do my best to get this podcast out to as many people as possible. Um, any closing comments? Where can we find you? I know every, Every uh, name on the internet has something to do with the Spurs, so you can go ahead and share, <laughs> yes, Spurs can share those. <laughs> um, yes, please. I tell teachers all the time, and I had, I've had it happen before. If you feel like you cannot do this, like this mountain is too big for you to climb, and you need support, message me. I'm, you know, I remember watching things about people who got healthy and thinking, that will never be me, that will never be me, that will never be me. 
if you're sitting there and you're thinking that will never be me, message me because I would love to talk to you. Um, I've spent endless hours researching ways to modify my comfort foods and make them healthier. I will share websites with you that I've used to modify recipes. Um, if you just need words of encouragement, um, please message me. My uh, Instagram is um, at Spurs Kinder Teacher. Um, my Twitter is the same. Uh, reach out to me or they can contact you and you can get them to link with me. Um, I would love to talk to you and inspire you and help you get your health back because you need to be selfish for once, I promise. Absolutely. That's social accountability and having a mentor really that has done it before is very powerful. So I appreciate you sharing that. And anyone that, re anyone that wants to contact you, you can definitely come through Teacher Fit and we'll push them in your direction. And I thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate you. What you're thank doing is awesome for teachers. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's it. Have a great day. Thank you. Have a good one.